Please listen carefully. My Hogwarts house, this is Natasha. <laughs> In case you forgot. <laughs> that was terrible. Let me start over. <laughs> Welcome to Everyone and Their Sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. This episode, we are going to be talking about our one of our favorite topics, witches. Yes, witch! <laughs> we're talking about books, movies, television shows that have either our favorite witches in them or just were about witches that we absolutely loved. Quick disclaimer before we get into it. None of us actually picked Harry Potter or anything Harry Potter related because we all assumed the others would be picking Harry Potter. Um, yeah, yeah, but I think we can sort of say if we had to pick one witchy thing gun to our head, each one of us, we would have picked Harry Potter. So in honor of that, in honor of the greatest wizarding world that exists, we're going to be talking about our Hogwarts houses. (laughs) (laughs) You can't make them smile for a podcast. Like, that's the reaction you're going to go with. I thought you were going to say something, but it never came. I like to grin at the mic a lot. (laughs) Before we even start, I want to add, Hogwarts houses are the only fucking thing I take seriously. Oh. Zodiac, tarot, fucking palm reading, none of this what nonsense. What about Myers-Briggs? Oh, I believe in Myers-Briggs. You know what? Never mind. I do. ENFJ! <laughs> wow, you're an extrovert? Never would have guessed. <laughs> Never. So my Hogwarts house is Ravenclaw, despite what Pottermore wants to tell me. <laughs> Which I think fits. I own lots of Ravenclaw stuff and I refuse to go back. Yeah. Very important note, she owns a friggin' jacket that she refuses to let touch the floor. Wow. <laughs> it's an important jacket to me. It was very awkward the whole night. She carried it around and wouldn't just put it on, like, a chair or, like, with our stuff in a corner. It was Absolutely a night wouldn't. out, and I could have put it down, but I was like, I don't want that to touch the ground where all the peasants sit. Yep, and she was legitimately worried <laughs> that a bunch of industry people would steal her jacket. Listen. Which a Ravenclaw would not do. But Ravenclaws are popular in our industry. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Anyway, Christina, what's your Hogwarts house? Okay, so this is, I'm torn now. Because my whole life, my whole life, it's been Ravenclaw. I read the books. I was like, I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm fucking nerdy. I like books. I like to read. That means I'm a Ravenclaw. Like, I love it. I love the pursuit of knowledge. I was super, super into it. But I can, I'm concerned that as I have gotten older, uh, I am very clearly now a Slytherin. And I don't, I didn't realize that happened until you guys were like, oh, you're a Slytherin. I was like, excuse me, no. I mean, it's possible to have combat houses. I'm technically supposed to be a Gryffindor, but I just call myself a Ravendor or a Gryffindor. So you might just be a Raven in. A Raven thin? A Raven. A Slytherclaw. You're Slytherclaw. That's a fucking snake with a claw. Who's that helpful for? You. <laughs> you sneaky I ass bitch. I mean, when I initially, listen, when I initially took the Pottermore test, it was Ravenclaw. I was super into it, but I've definitely gotten much bitchier since then. And mm. I think that that has, it's like when I found out that despite being an introvert for my whole life, one day, so boom, extrovert. Here's the question for Hogwarts house stuff then. Is it a nature versus nurture thing? Like, does it change over time? But like, the, when but you get picked into a house when you're twelve. Yeah, it never yeah, changes. So like, in you're always gonna be in that yeah. house. But like, you're technically not later in life, right? In the universe, you would be, but in real life, people are complex <laughs> and individual. You might be <laughs> someone very brave, and then something traumatic might happen to you, and maybe Gryffindor doesn't make sense anymore. I could see that. I could see that. So like. Do you think it's ever happened that anybody's been switched out of a house while at school? No, because that hat is too much of a prick. Although... Wait, so does the hat have to be like, mm, she's changed, she's gotta move? I think so. Did you guys read that article? There was this kid that shows up in the first movie, he gets like, sh- he gets Hold. sorted into Ravenclaw, first of all, in the movies, and then later on you see him in like Hufflepuff, and then later on you see him in like fucking... Ravenclaw. Yes, because he was an extra, so nobody thought Shh. to keep track of what house he was in. But people that. did, and they named him. His name was like Gert or something. Oh like God! Let's be clear. Fans named him. Fans <laughs> named him. Real. I don't know if they named him. It could be he's the only student to change houses. And they were like, "Oh, we're gonna put this in the movie." Okay, listen. Gert went through a lot during this movie. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna scratch my earlier comment that it's possible. I think the whole point of the hat is that it's whatever. You are on the, like, the core of your being. 
this kid is like the biggest middler of all time. Yeah, he's he so equal. Or maybe nobody cares about him. And Aww. so he doesn't, he just sort he of just like. floats yeah. from house to house. Floats. That's sad. Yeah. So, Steph, what's your house? Well, as we were saying, so when I first took the test, I was a Gryffindor. And then as I've later grown up and taken the test again, I get Slytherin. I don't know anymore. I buy Slytherin. Could be both. Slytherdor? Yeah. I'm a Slytherdor. Griffin. Griffin. <laughs> Horrible. Let us know what you guessed we were, because we're interested. <laughs> yes. And. No, I don't care what you are. They might. I don't. These two. Nat and Steph might care. I don't care what you are. I care about people. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know. They'll, they <laughs> will reply to your comments if you tell Sorry, us what house so, you are. So, yeah, we just confirmed that you're a Slytherin. Also. That's a good point. If you have good Ravenclaw merch, just show me. I want to see all the pictures. Thank my you. pursuit of knowledge ends at my disinterest, so I guess I am a Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. Forever. Forever. Okay. And that is the most important thing that we could tell you about our personalities, Hogwarts houses. Steph, what is your witch book? For my book, I picked, I think Nat's read this, I picked A Darkest Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. Did you pick the same book? No, I didn't. Oh, I was going to be like, fuck. But great, great pick. Yes. So if you don't know about the book, it is a trilogy. I'll just get my notes out. Soon not to be just a trilogy, though. Soon, they're expanding the world, so you got... Like, six books in the pipeline, people. Jesus Christ. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, someone who hasn't read it, end your series, people. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. She specifically <laughs> leaves a thread in that series. And you're like, yes. Uh, I'm going to tug on that bitch until, <laughs> until I get to the end of the sweater. <laughs> it's, it's, about, it's like a companion. So, like, you have these three books, and then the next three books are about yeah. someone else. Better than Cassandra Clare. Well, not to offend Don't, anybody. You're going to alienate no, to a, a lot of people. <laughs> to offend you, the show is better than the books. <laughs> Controversial Whoa, topic. words. Okay. I'll talk about it forever. Sorry, Steph. Keep going. Uh, so the trilogy is about a magician named Kel, and he's an Antari who has the ability to travel between parallel Londons. So, yes. like, there's these three universes, and everything they have in common is just London. So each universe has a London, and everything else can be different. And how the author describes the parallel universes is that it's like a book. So page one, two, and three. You can go from page one to two, but you can't go from one to three. So you have to go okay. through all of them to get to different places. The Antares are marked by a black eye, so that's how you know if they're special. A single black a eye. A single black oh, eye. Very stylish. So then Like the, someone punched him in the face black no, like eye? A black or like a fully cute, black like eye? Like a okay. black eye. Like a full black. How funny would it be, though, if they walked around like they just got beaten up all the time? <laughs> I mean, that takes it on a level I didn't think of. <laughs> but that's what I'm here for, the things you didn't think of to make your this, shit weirder. This book also opens with the best line saying, Kel has a very peculiar coat because he has a coat that you can literally just change. You put your arms in and it comes out a different coat each time, which, which is a dream of mine. I can I that. mention, she actually took this from another favorite series. Did she mine. really? Yeah. So B.E. Schwab, Victoria Schwab loves Howl's Moving Castle. Oh. And she'll rewatch it all the time, and I'm fucking, I'm one of those people that on her Instagram comments, yes, queen, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> watch what? that. <laughs> like, I'll be over to watch with you. But anyway, Howl's Moving Castle. Howl is That's a, a wizard yeah. who has a moving castle, and the door switches colors between three different worlds. In a specific order, and every time you switch it to a specific color, the door opens to a different parallel world, and he's a different wizard in each world, and he has a similar coat, which he can flip flip inside to, out. Yeah, but it's more to blend into that universe, basically. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So basically, that's my dream. So then, the reason <laughs> I pick it as a witch is because on Kel's journey, he meets a person named Alila Bard. Who, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler, guys, she may have magic in her as well. Ooh. But I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> so then he meets Lila, who is a cross-dressing thief and later pirate, and is probably one of the Spoilers. best. I think everyone knows she's a pirate, but like yeah. one of the best characters I've read in a long time. I love her already. Yeah. She's arguably really annoying, but amazing at the same time. But like, time. you're like, why are you being, why, why are you stealing from him? But you're like, I'm into this. It's fine. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Poo. She's great. Love her. So there's a big cast of characters. There's this beautiful prince that's Kel's brother, who has a great love interest. Sorry to interject again. Yeah. Also, lots of people of color. 
Yeah. Can I just mention? The queen the and prince king. Is brown. Yeah. King and yeah. queen are brown. Kel yeah. is a ginger, I think. I'll read this. A ginger. A ginger. Ginger. And then. There's some later characters that we will not mention. But yeah. Overall, great book that I highly recommend. It's a little slow to begin with. That's why a lot of people drop it. But you got to keep in at least 100 pages. And then you can drop it if you don't like it. Great characters. And then it just gets bigger. I just, I don't want to give spoilers, but as it goes on, maybe there's tournaments of magic. The world gets bigger. You're seeing different things. You're learning new things. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend it. I give it a rating system of five Kel Coats out of five Astravares. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing use of terminology there. Thank you. Okay, Thank you. Nat, your turn. My witchy book is actually, I chose a series because you can't really choose one for this one. It's like, it's like essentially choosing like Goosebumps or something. You don't just choose the one. I mean, every Goosebumps universe is individual. You would absolutely pick one single Goosebumps. Listen, they're all interconnected some way. As we learned from the Goosebumps movie. Yes, but you would pick one. Anyway, moving on. I decided to go with one that, (laughs) funny story, started my deep dive into Wicca. (laughs) Yeah, so when I was in high school... At around the age of 14, 15-ish. And you were a goth. And I was, I was not really a goth. I was was like a wannabe goth. That's better? (laughs) It's not, I'm not saying it's better. (laughs) I'm just saying I was not a true goth. Okay. Anyway. She aspired to be a goth. (laughs) I never reached the potential. (laughs) Anyway, so... Uh, this series just like made me dive right into Wicca. There was another series as well, but this one was like the main one where essentially <laughs> I decided to study Wicca for a year and a day as you do as a solitary witch. And I found a coven online when I first moved to the city that I moved to from the bigger city that I was in. And I actually met with these people that were in this coven. This is how you get murdered. Like, yeah, this is this, this, this is the scenario for. This is exactly how you get murdered. And funny enough, one actually went to my high school. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you told me the story about your coven before. Yeah, it's very. It's Which always... is not a sentence I want to have said. Yeah. How long were you with your coven? Not really. <laughs> any time. It was like I knew them ever since I moved to the city I was in, but like. I didn't really meet with them after that first time. That was it. Like, we would talk online, and then that was it. And then I only talked to two of them online separately. And I don't even remember who so else you, was in that coven. So you just had friends. I had friends, but they weren't real friends, because later on, I never spoke to them again. I mean, that is how I treat my friends. Yeah, but, like, they weren't, like, people I met up with on a daily basis. There was one that kept suggesting that we meet up for sky-clad coven meets, which essentially means you're naked as you're doing a ritual. And of this course, is how people get murdered. So it's <laughs> so. It. But my favorite part about that guy was that he was like, "I really hate people that are Wiccans and they're posers." And yet, this guy went to a Catholic school and had a very Catholic family, and he was definitely one of those posers. Like he was a regular Holden fucking Caulfield. <laughs> Not to bring it back to that episode about Catcher in the Rye. He's a phony. He's a phony. I think you never read it. How do you know that? Because you guys <laughs> kept talking no. about it. A phony. Anyway, so the series that I'm talking about is called Sweep. A lot of people don't know about this series. It was like one of my biggest teen series growing up. I read the first one, borrowed it from the library, read the first one, fucking fell in love with it, then went back, borrowed the rest of the 14 books, read them. Yeah, read them all in one weekend. That's okay, clearly they're very long books. (laughs) They're like paper this is a, this this is is a, a podcast pinch, pinch pinch size i'm making a pinch size symbol one day now we'll learn that we're not just sitting in a room talking to each other you can't just make facial expressions <laughs> and hand gestures in place of words listen people will one day understand what i'm doing <laughs> they will just know from my lack of sound that at that moment i am gesturing in some way so <laughs> i read the rest of the 14 books amazing so good. Read them in one weekend. What are they made... about? You don't even explain yeah, yeah, it to yeah. me. I will. I will. Oh, okay. <laughs> made my best friend read them, and then we both went into our Wicca phase together. It As was true so friends good. do. As true friends, we found like a Wicca shop in the city. We got we found a bunch of penis candles there. We <laughs> <laughs> listen. There's a lot of things about Wicca that are crazy. <laughs> anyway, so the series essentially is about. It starts in the first book. If I even give, like, a summary of the first book, it's essentially the whole book, but that's how short they are. 
But in the first book, there's a girl named Morgan. She goes to a regular old high school, gets along with people, totally fine. Everything's normal. She has like a somewhat religious Christian family. Um, and she gets to school and there's a new guy there. She has her best friend who's like the hot one. And of course, she's the plain one. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Every teen book. Every teen ever book made. ever. Yeah. <laughs> so the great thing about this book is, of course, she and her best friend fight over the new guy that's really hot. And this new guy, like, almost immediately, within, like, a couple days, is like, hey, I'm inviting people around to my place for a special meeting to, like, a bunch of people in this high school. That's how you get murdered. Yeah, this is exactly how you get murdered. And she's like, yeah, I guess, whatever. And they all show up, and, like, immediately, this guy has only been at the school for two, for, like, two fucking days. And he's like, all right, in my religion at home, it's a special ritual that we do, and I want to feel more comfortable at home. Or (laughs) G. I want you to all stand around in a circle as we call on the wind and the earth and fire. Is everyone like into it? And everybody's just like, what the fuck is happening? But they're just like, whatever, let's just do it. Yeah, as teens do, fucking morons. As teens do, because they're like, this guy's hot, we better better follow along. I want to be his friend. There's like full on like 10 people at at this meeting. And it's just like a regular... It's called, um, I think it's called Raising the Circle. So it's basically you make a chalk circle and people are within the circle. circle. And then you're raising energy within you. And so (laughs) this whole time they're raising the energy and they all feel something. They all feel a little bit high. Morgan, the main character, has a little bit too much energy that she sends out. Which means... She has an orgasm. Sexual frustration. (laughs) (laughs) Teen angst! And... Oh, yeah. Oh, I did. I bypassed that completely. (laughs) This, this whole series is about teen angst. She raises too much energy, and this new student, Cal... Zones in on her and be like, he, you. He zones in and is like, interesting how you have a lot of energy there. And he, like, pulls her aside and is like, maybe we should... Bang. M- meet up. <laughs> and she's like, what? And her best friend is like, oh, hells no, I saw him first. But she's not a witch, is she? So the thing is, he's doing this whole thing to find a blood witch. And Morgan is a blood witch as she finds out she was adopted! Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. So this whole series is essentially about her being a blood witch, discovering who she is, and going through What's these... a blood witch? A blood witch is a witch that is born a witch okay. from other okay. witches. Oh, never mind. Yeah, so... Yeah, never mind, that's not what I thought it was. <laughs> I was just about to be like, haven't you ever seen The Craft? No. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's going to be a later conversation. <laughs> anyway, so she's a blood witch. And so, like, this whole series is, like, the trials and tribulations of Morgan and how she, like, figures out who she is and Cal and whether he's good or evil. Spoiler alert. He's evil. Knew it. Wow. Well, I mean, Knew you can kind of tell from the beginning. I mean, he's not really evil. You'll see. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to read this. I'm not going to read this. No, no, I'll no. read the other one. No, listen. You have to read it. I will let you borrow them. No, I... Wow. No, they're so good. Not until you read him. Um, but essentially, like, the whole thing is, like, a whole teen angst fest. Mm. At the same time, it's okay with people being best friends and getting over their, like, little issues like that, which is what I loved about it, because it's hard to find teen books where a girl can still stay friends with her friend after a boy comes into the picture. And so that was kind of cool, too. And she makes new friends, and it's, like, about family and that sort of thing. And after the 14 first books... There's a 15th book, which is about her post-marriage. On so who she marries. I hope it's her best friend. I hope it's not that guy. It's not that guy. Yeah. Someone else Important. gets introduced later. Important question. <laughs> that was such a good rundown. <laughs> yeah. um, before you keep going, the guy's name is Cal in yours? Cal. What was the guy's name in yours? Cal. Oh. oh. Cal and Cal? Cal. Cal okay. is nothing like Cal. Just Kel's a dreamboat. And well. as people call him a cinnamon roll. And I had to Tumblr <laughs> oh, look that up to understand what that so meant. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so my rating for Sweep is seven Irish priestesses out of ten angsty teens. Good one. It's a solid read. I still reread it to this day. Ooh, that's, that's a sign of a good book. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I own them in it. the omnibus editions. Like, there's four. Are there audiobooks of that? Maybe you should hit that up. Yeah. I, I reread my books through audiobooks. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm still probably not going to ever read this series, but yeah. Well, time. Christina, what's your book then? Okay. I'll talk about <laughs> this. So, Earl's Talk, I've read like a lot of witchy books, like a lot of fantasy, lots of things I could have picked. I sat down to make my like choice and I couldn't think of anything else. And I think it was my body telling me that I knew it had to be this. Because I will always be a teenager in love with this 
universe, I guess we'll call it, and what it is. I have no idea what you're going to So, make. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll do my little story of how I discovered it, and we'll go from there. Uh, when I was in high school, I was a huge fan of this show called Popular. Um, and it's Ooh, by... That's a good one. For anyone who has never watched it, it's by the same guy that... Um, is, was it Ryan Murphy that did it? I feel like it's the guy that did Glee. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Right? Yeah. It's the, one of the only shows he ever did well, and that's because it didn't last long enough for him to actually finish it. <laughs> it was great. And it had a theme song that was amazing, and the theme song was also called Popular. So back in the day when LimeWire was a thing, yeah. I went onto LimeWire to steal some music, and I went looking specifically for the Popular theme song. What I got instead was Popular, the name of a song from a musical. Popular. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I like that everybody already knows what page I'm on. Um, so I down da- I download the song. So I listen to it. I'm like, what the fuck am I listening to? But actually, I loved it. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it to someone at school. I was like, I don't know what song this is, and I don't know what it's from. And she looked at me. I'd like to say, like, I was a fucking idiot. And I'm like, excuse me now that I didn't know about your thing. Did she roll your her eyes at you? She. <laughs> <laughs> you know what she did? And I'm sorry. It was not long enough after this like musical had come out for her to be doing that okay that's true so she tells me about wicked and i was a poor teenager was never gonna go to new york to see wicked so she tells me it's based off a book the very next day i go out and i buy wicked by gregory mcguire and i fucking love it i fucking like i was the perfect age (laughs) to be reading that because there is something about the like fucking inner turmoil that she faces that I was like yes again if we're talking teen angst Mm -hmm. yeah this is this is what I'm here for this is ultimate witches seem to be tortured they are they're persecuted you could say so the story (laughs) (laughs) the story of Wicked for anyone who doesn't know if you know Wizard of Oz there's a Wicked Witch of the East and the story of Wicked is what happened before Wizard of Oz so what was the Wicked Witch of the um, West. Sorry, did I say East? Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. What was Wicked Witch of the West's life like? Um, how did she know the other witches? And how did they lead up to all of the events of Wizard of Oz? But Wizard of Oz is a child's book. Wicked is a book for adults, and it is disturbing in many ways. I've um, never read this. It's so good. It's also so depressing. Mm. If you know the musical, the mm-hmm. musical is happy and fun. It's a story mm-hmm. of friendship. That, like, like, unlike any other. Like, the musical is un- uplifting. And the way I always say is that the musical leads into the movie version of Wizard of Oz, but the book leads into the book version of Wizard of Oz, which is a little bit more fucked up. And the book a takes that... Yeah. <laughs> the book takes that fucked up aspect of it, and it just absolutely runs with it. And the Wicked Witch of the West's actual name is Alphaba. And she goes to a school for other sort of, like, magical beings. Um where she meets Galinda, the good, who becomes later Galinda the Good Witch, um, and a bunch of other characters who later become characters from Wizard of Oz. And as you can see, yes, we're looking at my shelf right now where I have two copies of Wicked, because for some reason, someone knew that I loved it and bought me the mass market version for Christmas. <laughs> what an and asshole. Th- that's my, <laughs> yeah, thank you, brother. That was my big brother. <laughs> He bought that for me, and the whole he time tried, I was like, okay, he, tried. he did, I'll give it to him, but I don't know why he didn't consider that I might already own it, also because great. I liked it. Why wouldn't he get you, like, the original Flappy version? Or, like, no, something prettier. He got me that. I also have the, like, fancy version from the musical, mm-hmm. the Grimmery, and with all the, like, extra yeah. pieces in it, because I love it. I love it. That's dedication. Um, and the core backstory you know about Alphaba, one of the reasons I loved her, is that her, like, her green skin, even in the show, is weird, but you don't think of it too much. But the book explores how she got that green skin, how it ostracized her from other people, and how it made her, you know, an other, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that the musical does, I think, a little bit better than the book, is showing her underlying desire to not be green anymore. Of, like, you know, eventually she does learn how to own it, like, this is who she is, but that sort of feeling of being the other, but not wanting to be anymore, but having nothing to undo it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really, really good. And so because of that, when it came down to picking my absolute favorite book witch, it had to be Alphaba. If we're talking not books, it's the musical version of Galinda. That's perfection right there. <laughs> the musical version of her is the best ever. Is that um, Kristen Chenoweth? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. 
it's popular. It's the song. It's the introduction to this universe that I love. And now I have all the books in the series, even though, and I'm just going to say this, not a single one after the first one is worth reading. <laughs> I think I read the second one and was like, what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, it gets weird. It does. Like, it was weird from the beginning. There is a scene in the first Wicked where they go to, like, a weird magical orgy place. And I'm pretty sure this, like, underlying tone is that someone they know has sex with a tiger. Ooh. Bestiality. I mean, anything Bad. goes in Oz. I guess. I mean, they were in Oz when it happened. It was I mean, very a weird. a lion person. Tin Man. Like, I'm not I mean, I would do the Tin Man. Because there we go. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> um, the, in this case, it's just a tiger. It's one of the animals, small A, animals capital A can talk, animals small A do not. And then there's right. like, there's also one of the reasons I love the book, there's this whole like political thing happening about the difference between animals with big A's and animals with small A's and like how animals with capital A's are turning into animals with small A's and how that sort of turns into what the Wizard of Oz eventually becomes. It's very interesting. I really love it. I highly recommend. And I'm going to give it eight covers of Popular out of ten belting Defying Gravities. Hmm. Because it does have its problems. Yeah. All right. Solid choice. It is a solid choice. So, Steph, you. what's your witchy movie? Almost 100% confident both of you have seen this movie. And if not... I would be shocked. It is Matilda. Yes! Okay, good. <laughs> what an excellent choice. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Because I don't really count her as a witch, but I get it. I mean, she's she... She's got magic. I feel like she has got magic. Yeah. So that's why I picked Matilda. And this show... This show... This <laughs> movie is probably on cable TV once every month when I was growing up. Yeah. yeah. I could probably quote it if I were to watch it again. I haven't watched it in a long time. Mara Wilson, who was Matilda, Amazing. is the only child star, I think... That has made it yep. normal out yeah. of out of Hollywood. She, I think she writes she movies. Yep. Mara writes stuff. She yep. writes stuff. <laughs> we know her handle. <laughs> it might legitimately be because she got out of acting so immediately after that. Yeah. Like, she only was maybe, I, like, three sure. or four, like, five movies. Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm pretty sure. Oh, she Mrs. Movie, Doubtfire. Matilda. Maybe yeah. that was it. I don't know. She was in, like, the big kids movie, Not kids movies, but, like, family movies. Yeah. All the- but I know that she did give an interview where she was like, I decided I did not want to do this because people were assholes. Yeah. yeah. Go Mara She's good. Wilson. Shout out to Mara if you're listening. We love you. Yeah. You're, a, you're an icon. Every child star should want to be you in the end. And then give up. Immediately. She's probably still living on her Mrs. Doubtfire money. <laughs> She's doing Mrs. Doubtfire was a gem. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> uh, so, if you don't know, Matilda is kind of a neglected child by her parents because they're more interested in, like, I think it's, it's been a while since I watched this movie. But they're like, crooks. Like, gambling. The yeah. dad has, like, a shitty car TV. dealership. TV. They fucking love TV. Yeah. A lot of TV dinners. So she's neglected. She's on her own. She basically raises herself. Uh, and then she goes to school and she finds friends. And then she has Miss Trunchbull, which is this asshole teacher. And then you got classic, I would say classic scenes of Miss Trunchbull grabbing a girl by her pigtails and yes. swinging her around yep. and throwing her over a fence. Then you have Bruce eating that big chocolate cake that oh, I think to this day I'm like, looks delicious. Yep. I think BuzzFeed did, like, a recipe of how to make that and chocolate he, cake. Those are, like, where the Matilda cast now, and he looks good. Does he? He looks good. From what I remember, unless it's someone else. Well, presumably, he never ate chocolate, again again, chocolate <laughs> cake again after that. Do, yeah, that seemed you know how many takes he must have had to do for that? Ooh. And then, also, Matilda hiding in the house under the table that I'm pretty sure every child tried to do on <laughs> yes, their own. Yes. Walking as Miss Trunchable tries to find the intruder, and she's, like, slowly slipping down. Woo! Amazing. That's that suspense. Like... <laughs> to this day, it sh- shakes me. What else? Oh, and then like the ending scene when they're just like happy Aww. with like the dolls. Oh, great movie. Yeah. If great. you uh, need to break your kids into witches, start with Matilda. Yeah. That I think is one of those ones where it starts you of like, I want to be a witch. Like I was excited about this because I think like most people when I was a kid, I was like, I want fucking powers. I want to write on a chalkboard with my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> And she does that thing with her and eyes. She goes, like, she I like, think she, like, point. doesn't she, like, go like this with her yeah. finger to, like, She's pretend. a very expressive child. Like, I don't know if I could have acted as well. Mara Wilson, would you ever do a movie again? I'm just <laughs> curious. Matilda 2, you're the mom now. Which, speaking Ooh. of which, if you guys have ever seen the Matilda musical, I no. highly recommend it. Tim Minchin. Oh, he's I just, great. I did he do talk- music for that? He did the music for that. In oh. fact, he's technically like the director of that play. Like, oh my like, god! Yeah, 
So fucking Tim Minchin, brilliant man. Fucking marry me. Divorce your wife. Marry me. <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> I promise to never call you a G-I-N-G-E-R. This is an inside joke for people that love Tim Minchin. Wide audience reach. Listen, there's a lot of people that love I don't know. Tim Let me tell you though, if you don't know him or if you don't know anything that he does, look him up. Look up Tim Minchin, Big Fat Quiz of the Year, Google Maps song, and listen to that. It is great. It's an excellent introduction to Tim Minchin. It's also a very funny song. It's great. Yeah. Or look up his G I N G E R song. I'm just going to keep spelling it. Yeah, mm. That'll make a great audio. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so Matilda. Matilda. Highly recommend. I give six Danny DeVitos. Out of seven. Wow, this is a little weird. Yeah, I'm doing a random one. <laughs> a, a scale where seven is the highest you can get. I ain't gonna do what I want. Six. six Mara Wilson would approve. Six days of Vito's out of seven. Mm. <laughs> I mean. Seven Bruce's cakes. Wh- which Danny DeVito? The one pre-bleached hair or post? Post. Post? Yeah, that post. makes sense. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So my movie not that anybody I was going to say nobody me. even asked hey, now, that. what's your movie? Well, thank you for asking. My movie as we spoiled ahead of time was The Craft. I mean, dun, you dun, chose dun. to spoil that, but excellent choice. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, a girl moves to LA and she starts to show signs of having telekinetic powers and three wannabe witches are like, "Hey, we need a fourth member." And so they invite her into their group and like Right off the bat, you're like, there is something wrong with these girls. It's very, like, did you guys ever watch the movie Jawbreaker? Yes. It's very much Jawbreaker vibes. Like, the whole time you're like, what the fuck is happening? Somebody's going to prank somebody. Somebody's going to die in this movie. Which is... (laughs) It gets there. (laughs) It gets to that point. That's how it starts. And these girls do, like, this huge, like, calling of the powers of each side. So, like, the north winds or whatever. You know, whatever. Like, the elementals. Like I mentioned with the sweep segment that I just did earlier. (laughs) So they're calling these powers, and then they're actually, like, zapped or something during a storm, and then they actually have these powers, or greater powers than they had before. I think the three wannabe witches actually didn't have any powers. Yeah. But because of the presence of the girl that had the telekinetic powers, they... And the storm, it was, like, a weird... They don't really explain that part. But anyway... It's not... You're not there for the mythology of it all. No. No, The mythology of it all. Mythology. (laughs) Yeah. Hold on, hold on. But if you're there for, like, the grunge music, mm. some classic skeezy Skeet Ulrich. Skeet! Fucking loves Skeet. <laughs> to this day, still have the biggest crush on him. If you're wondering where he is right now, he's in Riverdale. Check it out. Or, Highly recommend 10 gingers out of 10. Uh, also, check out his Instagram where he always posts about his daughter and his wife, and he's very adorable about it. He left acting Sorry. to raise his children. I know! Isn't that so cute? Skeet Ulrich is amazing. <laughs> Anyway. We're big fans. Huge fans. (laughs) He's a beautiful man. I mean, I love him, but women do that all the time. Let's never forget. That's, you're correct. Buzzkill, what's up? (laughs) What'd you say? She's like, (laughs) women do that all the time. Oh, true. It's very true. Anyway. Thank you for pointing out my incorrect thoughts. (laughs) They are correct thoughts. I'm just here to bring the level down. So Skeet Ulrich is like a huge douche in this movie. He's like the worst. But basically, he has, like, a spell cast on him. He's, like, stalking the main girl that moved to L.A. The girls are going crazy with their powers, just, like, hijinks ensue everywhere. They're pulling some nasty-ass shit. And there's, like, the main girl who's played by, what's the actress's name? I can't remember, but she's got, like, the dark hair and the, like, the crazy blue eyes. She's the girl from Empire Records. No, the girl from Empire Records is the main girl. Yeah. So there's You said main girl. Do you mean the, like, badder girl? The bad girl. Feruza Bulk is the bad girl. And so she's kind of going crazy with this power. And of course she is like the craziest crazy eyes ever. She's so good at being crazy. You believe it the whole time. You're like, holy shit, this girl is nuts. And so they're kind of starting to attack each other. And there's like this whole bullying tension within the own, within their own group, which I feel like is like a whole other conversation. It's sort of a parallel for crazy teenagers. Yeah. They didn't need magic to be bitches, basically. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, this whole movie, amazing. Classic. The budget for this movie was estimated $15 The opening weekend was $210,000. That sounds awful. Meanwhile, classic. You can't trust the 90s? Yeah. And then it says gross $24 So I don't know how accurate this is, but that's... 
crazy. That is crazy. Although I wonder if, I'm going to cut off for a second. I wonder if it was expected back then that you would make back your whole budget in the first weekend. I think mm. that is also a very, like, 2010s thing. That's true. Where, yeah. like, you're making a billion dollars in your first, like, you might have been fine at that point. Mm-hmm. It does sound like it was maybe a little bit of a flop, but when movie tickets cost a nickel, as my mother likes to tell me. I can see why it costs more, though, because there were a lot of crazy effects in that. And could you could imagine... Could you imagine how much they had to pay for all those snakes to be in one house? Oh, God. That's a crazy amount. It was like 100 billion snakes. There was too many <laughs> exact, snakes. Exact order. number. We exact fucking number. Right. Like, each, if each snake costs $10, <laughs> they, they would have 100 billion times 10. That is like, what is that? <laughs> I don't do math. There's a reason this isn't a numbers podcast. There's a reason none of us talk about our favorite mathematicians. Descartes. <laughs> the guy from Numbers. <laughs> is he from Numbers? Descartes? No, Descartes I was listening. I was li- No, he's fucking not from Numbers. I was listening. <laughs> My favorite mathematician, oh. <laughs> which I was suggesting was the main character from Numbers, Descartes. He's an actual mathematician and also went crazy, by the way, because he probably had to do fucking math about these fucking snakes all the time. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely alive when this movie came out. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Anyway, so they're just the audience, I assume. So this movie was listeners. A huge... <laughs> Wait, let us know. I didn't even get to my story about this movie. Oh my god! So when I was a kid, condense. Listen, you guys kept interrupting me every no, two I'm seconds. I'm sorry. It took a long time to get to this point. If you haven't told your story yet, so it's a short story. <laughs> My friend and I used to go to the park all the time, and you know how they had their, like, fucking magic book thing that they had? It was, like, some plain-ass book. We had one, and we labeled it, like, the powers of the wind or whatever, whatever they had on their book, and we would just fucking stand on the rocks in the middle of this valley in the park and just call the winds, (laughs) and that's all I would do all the time. And then now that I think about it and I watch back, I'm like, why did I watch that movie when I was, like, eight? I feel like that was, like, a little bit too young to be watching this movie. It was, especially because there's some, like, almost sexual assault in there. Yeah, exactly. Also, I don't understand other people when they tell me stories, like, we just went and yelled at the winds. Where were your parents? I was allowed to be out before seven. (laughs) I did what I wanted then. I was a free woman. This is, this is the 90s. Nobody gets kidnapped or killed, apparently, according to our parents at that time. We'll be fine. Immigrant parents, they don't want you at home. They want you out of their hair. Exactly. And they're like, oh, you're going to go play in the park that's like 20 minutes down? It's fine. We don't care. Get out We of don't care face. who's there. We don't care. Imagine what your life would have been like if you'd actually played in the park instead of yelling at rocks. Listen, I did other things other than yell at rocks. Like, fly my toboggan down those rocks. Fly my toboggan. <laughs> fly it. Because there was no way it was sliding down. We were flying over those rocks. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, my rating for this movie is nine creepy snakes out of ten plane crashes. Wow. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah, it got really dark there. So I want to say one of my possible movies was The Craft, but I assume someone would bring it up. But because my approach to this was to pick my actual individual favorite witches, who I really wanted to shout out to for a moment in fucking The Craft, is Rochelle. She was the one black girl in this entire school. She is the only one of the core four who didn't have, like, her family life wasn't fucked up. She didn't have, like, any kind of internal issues. She was a black girl in a school that was filled with racist white people. And the head mean girl was specifically very racist to her. And she is the first one um, outside of the main character. And I think sometimes even a little bit before the main character to realize that maybe what they were doing was a little bit fucked up. When she sees how, you know, what her inner desire did to the person who was being mean to her. That she still had the capacity to be like, oh shit, maybe we've gone too far and maybe this isn't okay. And I always feel like she always got a really bad rap by the time the end of the movie wrapped around because I fucking loved Rochelle. She deserved better. But Justice she, for Rochelle. But she was part of one of the greatest lines at the end of that movie where they're like, she probably doesn't even have powers anymore. Yes. <laughs> Which surprised me to come from Rochelle who up until then had been one of the like nicest ones of the group who I think just got stuck there. Because she was inherently on the outside of this super white school. I could agree with that. I love Rochelle. Justice for Rochelle. Hashtag. <laughs> this is like my whole thing about Marietta Edgecombe. Justice for Marietta. I have. I need to have a conversation with J.K. Rowling about Marietta Edgecombe. <laughs> if you guys don't remember, she's Cho Chang's friend who has sneak oh, written yeah. across her face. And I was like, first of all, she's in fear for her own life. Yeah. That is a horrible thing to do a person. Second of all, Hermione doesn't fix it. 
And then third of all. Yeah, her, I love Hermione. She's a bitch, though. Yeah. She's unforgiven for the whole series. Unforgiven, even though clearly her family is very hardcore. You know, I don't want to make excuses for people, but Marietta deserved better. Justice, Justice. for Barb. <laughs> justice for Barb, Marietta, There's... and Rochelle. No, okay. Just hold on. The biggest justice? Justice for Harriet Jones. Oh, yeah. Justice for Harriet Jones! Yeah. We'll do an episode. This is a Doctor Who reference. You know what? <laughs> I think that we should do an episode, a theme later down the line. Of, justice. Yeah. J- hashtag justice for. We're going to do this. Christina. Okay. So I fucking love witch movies and I had so many to pick from, but I kind of really have wanted to bring up this movie in particular for a while. And I can't imagine another theme to bring it up in except for maybe bad movies. And I don't think I want to waste this on bad movies. So in terms of like the specific witch that's in it, her name is Chloe. And she is played by the girl that plays um, Egret, the one who's engaged to Jon Snow. I forget what her real life name is. She's in The Good Rose. Fight. Oh, yeah. Rose Byrne? Yeah. No, the, with the, like, Rose Leslie. Or Le- yes, Rose Leslie. With the it. great red hair. Um, the movie is called The Last Witch Hunter. And you'll know it Wait. as Vin Diesel. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I will tell you why I picked it and why it matters that it's Vin Diesel in a second. Before we get into it, the qu- just so you know, because no one definitely knows the premise of this movie because you didn't fucking watch it. And that was a good tra- call. You should not have. Vin Diesel is the last witch hunter. He's like an immortal witch hunter who started his life like fucking thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. And when he kill, I think my understanding of this is when he goes to kill like the head witch, the supreme, if you will. She curses him with eternal life to always be alone because his family's died. And so because that happened, he lives forever. And now it's, you know, 2015 and he's being paid by like the fucking Catholic church to keep hunting down witches and imprisoning them and going through this whole thing. It's fucking ridiculous. He has this super nice car and this super fancy house. And I'm like, it is Fast and the Furious, but if he killed witches instead of stolen cars, <laughs> oh, no. it's ridiculous. Fucking Elijah Wood is in this movie. <gasps> is he as, He's in the movie as his little, like, so Vin Diesel always has, like, a watcher, essentially, like a Giles-type character. Oh. And the movie starts, the watcher is Michael Caine, but something happens and Elijah Wood becomes the watcher. And it's ridiculous. Elijah Wood replaces Michael Caine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you want. That's if, what you want. If I could imitate Michael Caine's voice, I would do that right now. <laughs> I think it's Michael Caine. It's definitely an old... I'm pretty sure it's Michael Caine. It's like an older white guy. And I'm pretty sure in my mind it's Michael Caine. And I feel like that's correct. And basically, like, the whole thing goes out. Everyone thinks that... And to be fair, they're not wrong that um, that uh, Vin Diesel is essentially committing witchy genocide. Because there are witches who aren't bad. And I'm going to call her Egret. <laughs> Um, or Chloe, that's her name. I looked it up just to be sure because I definitely didn't remember. Um, Chloe, through circumstances, ends up kind of thrown in him. And you kind of think that throughout the thing, Chloe is going to be the voice of like, you know, it's not cool that you murdered witches, right? And she is that for a little while. But at a certain point, because something terrible happens to her and, and her friend, she also a little bit picks up his cause and is like, well, if you're gonna, you know, murder witches, I'm at least gonna make sure you murder the right ones. Like, it's something ridiculous. The character is cool. She's great. But that's not why I picked this movie. The reason that I picked this movie is because apparently Vin Diesel was talking to a screenwriter one day. And Vin Diesel, if you don't know this, is actually a big fan of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my god. Did not know that. Yeah, and he was talking to this dude about Dungeons and Dragons and how much he loved it. And he was talking about his Dungeons and Dragons character and the whole like mythos around it and, and uh-huh. how much he loved Dungeons and Dragons. And the screenwriter was so enthralled, he decided to write a movie based on Vin Diesel's Dungeons and Dragons character. Oh, God. And I found out about this. I would I would have never watched this movie in my entire fucking life. The last time I called, watched a movie called Witch Hunter in the title, it was the f- stupid fucking Hansel and Gretel movie. And oh, I yeah. was so angry that I wasted my life on that. So I never would have watched this. But the second, the second I found out about this, I popped on Netflix. I started watching this movie immediately because that is peak nerd. That is what I want my life to be. I want to be a so fucking nerdy, but also so fucking like 
I don't know, famous, impressionable, I don't know what the word is, but to be at such a level that your fantasy shit that you come up with, someone else is like, oh, by the way, I'm gonna make a movie about it. Do you want to play your Dungeons and Dragons character in real fucking life? Shit, yeah, I do. Even if the movie was garbage, I'm so happy for Vin Diesel that this happened. How, can you imagine how happy you would be in your life if that happened? I'd be pretty happy. I mean, he also just gets to say Groot. For two whole yeah. fucking movies. He has, like, I can't remember that. I think too much. <laughs> I can't remember if it's a real tattoo he has or not, or if it's a tattoo that they like made fake for him for the Fast and Furious movies. But there was a tattoo on him on some point of his character's name, uh. and I'm pretty sure it's one that they like they fake added for him. Like that's how it is, and everyone just like indulges this, and they made it. And I just I remember I was like, you know what, buddy. Peace. <laughs> Solidarity. Love I, you. I love it. I'm so happy for you because I like him, even if I don't care for anything. Like, he's not bad. No, he's good. I would say you're fine. And Diesel, you know you're fine. The movie was like, it wasn't as bad as I think people said it was. The premise was just a little bit, like, it was ridiculous and it wasn't good. But I don't, I didn't waste my life like I wasted my life in Hansel and Gretel. I just really wish I hadn't watched it alone <laughs> because this was a movie that I needed to share other people of the absurdity that was going on with. But I needed to embrace what happened and be like, shut up, Vin Diesel. Good for you. Like, goals met for the rest of your life. I'm going to give this movie four and a half Fast and Furiouses out of ten Tokyo Drifts. Amazing. <laughs> so that's my movie. That's how I feel about that. If you're into it, you should you should watch Last Witch Hunter. Or maybe one day I'll force some people to watch it in my house. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going to watch it now. Right, I'm back, intrigued. Doesn't the backstory make you a little like I it's think, like endearing? I think I always mix it up with that other Witch Hunter movie that came around the same time by with Nicolas Cage in it, and oh. I watched like five minutes of it and I was like, Mm-mm. and as people know here, I love Nicolas Cage, so I will usually watch any movie with a minute. Do you know that he has veneers? <laughs> Does he? <laughs> Do you know his tiny nubs under those veneers? I mean, sometimes that makes it. So- so much better. I'm never gonna be able to look at him again now. <laughs> look it up on Google. It is shocking. Ben Affleck, chiclet teeth, <laughs> fixed forever. Wait, Ben Affleck too? Ben Affleck has veneers. Everyone has veneers. Remember when Hilary Duff, cheaper by the dozen era, got horse teeth veneers? Mind explode. Look it up, guys. Look Do all it. these people have those Fake little chiclets? Te- you, you can't even trust people's teeth. That's how bad Photoshop in real life is. I bet Vin, D- Vin Diesel I mean, has I would veneers. fucking get it done too. Veneers if you are so teeth. expensive. I know, but if I was rich. Shave off all your teeth. Just You know what I would do? I would get someone to make a movie of my Dungeons and Dragons character. That's what I do with my money. Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> so, Steph. moving on. TV Steph, shows. what's your TV show? Story time. <laughs> Story time. But not really. The first thing that came to mind when I thought about any witch thing was The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I don't know why you give me this expense in face. Are you going to do the parallel series to that? No. Because I never... Because Okay, so the thing about Vampire Diaries, I only watched maybe four seasons, and then Elena got so annoying, I couldn't put up with it anymore, and I quit. How the TV show starts is a girl falls in love with some boy, and he turns out to be a vampire, and then the world explodes into all this crazy history of witches and vampires and all this good stuff. Have you guys watched this show? I haven't actually watched, I watched <laughs> the show associated with this. Which is Truman? the originals. No. Truman? What's Secret Circle? Have you <gasps> Secret Circle? No, I've seen Secret Circle. It's the same author. Yeah. I don't know what's then, going on, guys. Okay, again. So then the second show, I'm like, oh my god, Secret Circle. How could I forget Secret Circle? Great show. On for one season. So good. About witches. Like, Teen oh, angst six, to the ultimate level. Six witches. There's like a couple... Britt Robertson, who's dating Dylan O'Brien, that's how I know this, oh. has a, is in love with this guy who has a girlfriend, but, like, oh, it doesn't matter because he's in love with her because of, like, power, like, crazy bananas. Secret Circle is potentially the only really weird teen show that, back in that time where I was being, like, I'm not watching any teen angst shows, that I was like, I'm watching this show. And it didn't survive. Which, which kills me. Sucks. Ends on a cliffhanger. There was, like, so <sighs> many great people. So, like, it was a good show. It was a good show. It was a good show. But that's not even what I picked, because then I remembered, uh, duh, we talked, we referenced him, Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm. American Horror Story, uh, Coven, yeah! which- Good choice. Do you not like it? That was my choice. Oh, fuck! Yeah! <laughs> we did it! Finally! <laughs> I mean, I picked multiple choices, 
choices, but like my big my main one, one was, was Coven. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay well, you I'm go gonna first. give my little deal. Was so I watched Coven in its entirety, and I was like, I'm in. So then I tried season one, didn't like it. Season three, didn't like. No, it was season, season two. Season two, didn't like it. Season four, didn't season like it. Was so good. What's season two? Asylum. Asylum. Didn't like it. Wow. So <laughs> I just like three, and I was like, of course I like it. Boarding school, witches, bitchy ass girls. Yeah. That's true. You like Scream Queens then, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Queens for a yeah. bit. I like that. They got sick-ass hats walking in like yes. setting in New Orleans. Yeah. Love it. Kathy Bates. Yes. Love it. Ooh. I'm so sad that her and Jessica Lange aren't in it anymore because I don't think they've found their new, like, powerhouse yet. Yeah. I mean, season Sarah seven Paulson is weak, good. guys. Calling it now. What's season seven about? It says cult. It's very, like, clowny, Republican-y. Yeah. It's so, so, yeah. Basically, loved it. And I think, if you're going to start an American Horror Story, I would say start with that one. Gabardet Sidibe, I think you say yeah. She was my choice. Love, my specific witch was Queenie. She, she's the best. Also, Emma Roberts is in it. Uh, I don't remember how you say it. Taisa Farmega? I can't say her name. Teresa oh. Farmiga? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah Evan or... Peters is in it. Plays fucking great. Like, Evan Peters. Evan Peters is Evan Peters and Sarah Paulson are the only ones in every single season, and they're good in each one of yeah, them. Yeah, and they're, they're so amazing. good. And like the fact that they can play different stuff each season, I think is good. And like the series formula works in that way, but like Coven is the best. So, <laughs> should you go with your say why you like it? So this? I'll pick when I go to do my actual TV show. I'll do one of my backups because I do go last, so I come prepped. But it's super good. Angela Bassett. Ugh. Oh, oh, and yeah. the axe oh, murder of New Orleans. Oh, such a good story. Everything, oh, yeah. No, it was honestly the best season. They have, like, there's so many storylines in that one season yeah. that it's just It's amazing. hard to, like, remember all of them, but then yeah. you're like, oh, my God, the Axeman, everything. Anyway. What I would have given my personal rating would have been, because it would have been for Queenie. I loved her. She was very underused, I thought, in mm-hmm. that show. Yeah. Um, and then she's underused in every season she's in afterwards. Um, I was going to give it nine basic white witches out of ten voodoo queens. Ooh. Shit. Mine was nine supremes out of ten Jessica Langs. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I like both those right now. Nine out of ten. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. You actually normalized your rating I there. did because it was that good. The show was like I don't can't okay. speak to any other season except that one. I also like, I'm going to throw this out there, Freak Show I thought is underrated. It's pretty good. Anyway. Maybe it was too freaky for me. Yeah, it's too freaky for me. I can't. Clowns, do that. no. Mm-mm. I don't There's like actually, people in costumes. I don't like two headed people. See, I don't like it. I find that. I mean, that season seven would then be harder. There's actually only the one clown in season. in Freak Show, and he's not there for very long. Um, there's also a particular character called Fancy, who is the, like, big bad in that. And, oh, God, he. And I think that's the whole point. He's the most normal looking person, but he is so fucking creepy on the inside with his soul. Who plays him? Um, I don't know his name, but he's in other seasons as well. Okay. Isn't um, that like Hotel? He's also, oh, Hotel. Hotel is super good. Matt Bomber's in it. And Matt, Lady Gaga. I don't, I did not like Hotel. I stopped watching it. I really like it. I, I will watch, although I will watch literally anything. Matt Bomer? Matt Bomer's Matt in. Matt Bomer, yeah. Sorry. He's beautiful. He was very beautiful, but I could not get into Lady Gaga being in there. Did you watch Five Foot Two? Her Netflix documentary? Oh, no. Oh, no. So it's interesting because she's filming... American Horror Story while she's filming her documentary so you like there's one scene where she like has a blow up on set of American Horror Story and she's like I just like knowing what I'm gonna be doing she's not wrong and like it was so (laughs) interesting to see how she works because like she runs her own show and she's a singer does she admit that she killed her best friend she did not admit that she killed her best friend (laughs) but like she runs her own show music wise but when she's when she's not the head person is charged it's interesting to see how she dealt with it and, she, and then she like turns to the camera she's like i only had one meltdown today i'm like ooh, <laughs> but that documentary was good and i'm it's actually still a interested fan. that sounds good no, yeah. no, no. hey nat um what is your television show so i decided to go real basic i was gonna choose secret circle but i decided i good already, one. it is a good one but i already had one teen angsty thing and i decided to go you never have too much teen angst a little bit different. Uh, I'm choosing the obvious one. I'm going with Charmed. Oh, <laughs> you're right. That is obvious. Really obvious. So Loved good. that show. Loved it so much. I actually was kind of late to the game for Charmed. I think it was like a good like four seasons in before I actually saw a few episodes. And even then, I didn't finish watching it because it was a little bit too... Like, even though I watched Buffy as it aired, <laughs> somehow my parents didn't catch on that that was probably inappropriate for kids. <laughs> But Charmed was one of those ones where I actually couldn't watch it. Like, there was no physical way that I was ever going to be able to watch that one. Uh, So I watched it 
fully after it completed airing. I rewatched it right after I saw it. It's amazing. Essentially, if nobody knows what it's about, it's about three sisters who are li- living perfectly normal lives in the 90s, might I add, in San Francisco, which you'll see many aerial shots of throughout the whole series. <laughs> so you're aware. <laughs> in a dramatic sense with some classic 90s elevator music playing in the background going, like, it's beautiful. Anyway. Three sisters living normal lives. Um, Two sisters live together in their big, giant house that how can you afford that in California type of house? With the big doors. With the big doors. Uh, It used to be their grandmother's house. Obviously, it runs in the family. You know, rich white people, whatever. (laughs) Not saying anything. I mean, I am saying about it, but saying something about it, but whatever. Two of the sisters are living together, and then uh, the older sister, Prue, finds out that Piper, the middle sister, let... Yes, they're all peas, by the way. <laughs> the third sister, Phoebe, stay, even though the older sister, Prue, and Phoebe don't get along very well. Um, and it's in this instance where they're u- reunited, they find a way into the attic, which they've never been able to open. And in that attic, they find a book sitting on a stand, causing no issues, whatever, this attic that they've never been in, and Phoebe decides to read from the book. And she reads from the book with her three sisters next to her, and something happens, this wind blows, whatever, and they're like, okay, that was weird, and then they just leave, and they're like, yeah, that's fine. They wake up the next day, and they start to realize that they have powers, and it is a very slow, gradual realization over the episode. Prue can move things with her mind. She does a little Matilda eye movement to move things. Uh, Piper can freeze time, and Phoebe can predict things. She's the future person. And so it's essentially about how they're the charmed ones, the three sisters that were prophesized to save humanity from, I don't know, demons, warlocks. Warlocks, which are crazy. They're like men, they're mostly men. I don't think they're ever women warlocks, but they're men warlocks that always show up in the series when they don't have the disguise on. They show up as blurred figures. And they're trying to get the witch's powers and that sort of thing because their powers are apparently rare within the blood witch realm. Which blood witch, note, you're born a witch. That's what that means. (laughs) Bringing it back to earlier. Bringing it back. So this whole series is great and essentially it really gets really good after the second or third season. Spoiler, one of the sisters dies and a sister replaces them. Also with a P. There's a fourth sister out there. I do not remember <laughs> anything about Charm, it turns out. Yeah, so Shannon Doherty plays Prue. Uh, she wants to, she got, like, money dispute or something? There was some sort of dispute. It wasn't actually money related. Or no, it was money related, plus I think there was an argument about who w- the series was focused on, and she didn't like, what's her face, the girl that played Phoebe. What's her name? Oh my god, Alyssa Megan? Milano? Alyssa Milano. Uh, yeah, she didn't like Alyssa Milano. I guess they didn't get along, but I mean... Does Shannon Doherty get along with anybody? I don't think so. Isn't she on Anna Duena? Yeah, she was. She was on some big hits. <laughs> yeah. Let's say. Quite famous. So that's the show. Love it. And if you like Rose McGowan, she's on there eventually too. Is she the other sister? She's the other sister. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, great show. Good 90s hijinks. I rated it eight magical books out of ten jackass Bruce. So, Christina, what's your TV show? Um, well, uh, you might have heard earlier, it was going to be American Horror Story, specifically Coven, and I was going to talk about how much I loved Queenie, um, but you I don't want to- No, I don't want to repeat it. I feel like we did the thing earlier. I talked about how underutilized I feel like I know was. what you're going to do. Oh, maybe you do. Yeah. So, the thing about, um, this, what I like about it is it forces us sometimes to pick out-of-the-box choices, because we all assume we're all going to pick obvious ones. But because no one did and my choice got stolen, I'm going to pick one of my more obvious choices and I'm going to go with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. <laughs> because, yes, I get it. Everyone knows about it for the most part. You are listening to this now and you either watch it or you know what it's like. Or you know that there's going to be a new Sabrina the Teenage Witch spinoff yeah. because of Riverdale. So it's very timely that we're talking about this now. Yes. Um, but it's an important one to call out. I think it is one of the best witchy things that ever existed. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick a specific witch that wasn't Sabrina herself, I would pick Zelda, her aunt, but I don't know why. I just remember liking Zelda the best, even though the Zelda- aunt? Yeah, really? Zelda was the more straight-laced the one. The one that got to- and Yeah. He- yeah, and Hilda Hilda was funnier. I think it might have been because Zelda was saltier. Hilda oh. was more openly funny, but Zelda had a lot of sarcasm in her heart. That's you know, true. so her and the cat were like aces. Yeah. Um, Salem. Salem. Exactly. And for, for anyone who doesn't know, Sabrina is the story of a young girl who finds out it's 
16 or something like that that are she's actually a witch and so are her aunts a half witch a half witch i'm sorry um that's a very important part of the story she has a talking cat which is amazing and then she just goes through because it's a regular high school teenage show but there's with the added element of having magic there's like a bitchy teenage a bitchy cheerleader that she's got to deal with she's got her best friend she's got her boyfriend who the bitchy cheerleader is also into so you got your standard love triangle situations you've got my favorite storyline which i will for some reason always remember um at a certain point to become a certified license carrying witch sabrina has to go through a series of trials and to do that she essentially has to go through like a driver's test course so she gets assigned this dude that's gonna help her yeah. he was the only person of color in that show the whole time but he no, was the witch hunter was a person of color too you're right you're right. I remember. <laughs> you know, we get, we, you are completely correct. But that guy was the absolute best. And he teaches her mm-hmm. different ways to be a witch. And he also teaches her my favorite thing. They Every, like, trial or everything she does, she gets a different clue. Because ultimately, every single famous witch house has a big secret. And the way that you pass your, like, witchy exams are you find out what the family secret is. So everything that she does correctly, she gets the clue. And it's, like, a fucking word puzzle. Like, at one point, it's, like... <laughs> this a- show's so good. I for- like, yeah. forgot everything about it. No, I will remember this forever because, it, like, there's, like, a picture of fire and then, like, minus the R. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a word puzzle. And she stands there and she goes every spellman and she does the whole thing and i don't know i feel like i can spoil it because who yeah. it's have? a long time it's ago. every spellman sister has an evil twin which is amazing and i'll remember oh. forever i'll remember forever although how did it work with the ants oh they both had evil twins i was like were yeah, they each other's evil twin? i couldn't remember oh they did have evil twins yeah it was so good i will always remember the board as they were trying to figure it out i'll remember being a kid and looking at it and being like I, I think I figured it out before her, so I was always like, "It's every Spellman sister has a twin. It's a twin, Sabrina. Learn to read before your twin shows up." It was super good. It got into the college years, and like every teen show that gets into the college weir- years, it got weird. But it was still good. But it wasn't ba- like I feel like they transitioned yeah. the no. best. Yeah, it, it out did. of any show. Worst Witch, Weird Sister College was still good. <laughs> weird Sister College. I'm just putting that. Anyway, I want to say that if you guys ever read the original Sabrina comics, I very much appreciated in the show how her aunts were not classic ugly hag witches. They were not yeah, green no, no. They were beautiful ladies. Yeah. They were beautiful. And Zelda and Hilda were independent, strong women. Exactly. Instead of just, I think in the comic book, it's just Aunt... Hilda? Helga? She only Helga. has, I think it's Helga. I think she only yeah, has Yeah, she's Helga, aunt. and she's fucking crazy. She's yeah. just causing havoc everywhere. She, like, goes to other rooms in a linen closet, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. The, like, the light flashes? Yeah. Can I, can I tell you, I used to go into my linen closet in okay. Calgary, yeah. and I used to just sit in there and wait for myself to be transported. <laughs> we had a pretty big linen closet, too, so I would just sit on the towels. I would get a cat if it could talk to me. Yeah. And it could be that sassy. I want that house. Like... I'm just, I can picture this house in my mind perfectly. Yeah. And I haven't seen the show in 10 plus the years. The kitchen, yeah. which was oddly small considering how big the rest of the house was. Yeah. yeah. Like, it had a door that <sighs> left the kitchen. Oh, that was nice. So good. Real estate in this place was great. <laughs> great. So, to find, to wrap up, you How know, do you think, wait, how do you think the Sabrina's Teenage Witch CW version is going to be? Not great, but I'm going to love it. But, like, what are they going to do? Who are they choosing for Sabrina? I, do, they, do we know? No, they just, they just announced they're going to be I think they did soon. hire someone. Or I like, would like somebody to not be white for that one. She's no, gonna it's going to be blonde. Gonna be, I think they, She's going to be a blonde like, gal. They made the change for Josie and the Pussycats. I don't think they're going to make a change for this. I wish they would. It would be very. It would be really nice. But like, and to be fair, if anyone was going to do it, they might. They did do it with Veronica and a couple of characters. Well, let's be honest. I just want a brown witch, okay? Yeah. No, like I, I think that's I want that to happen. happen. Maybe she'll have a witch best friend. My aunt's name is Sabrina, actually. When there I found go. that out, I thought she was going to be a witch. As we were talking about in our previous episode, it would be nice if there were some Asian characters on TV at all. Yeah. yeah. I anyway. want a brown witch, an Asian witch, a black witch. What else do I want? I want them all. And then I want maybe a white person. Mm, okay. I like when there's well, a single token white person because it's so stark. Like, yeah. it's nice. Yeah, but, oh my uh, God, a what did you girl? rate this show, though? Um, so I am rating this show. I think oh, I need a minute because I wasn't prepared. Um, I had my sick coven rating ready to go. I'm going to give this show 10 live action Sabrina the Teenage Witches out of 10 Sabrina the Teenage animated series, which was also fucking amazing. It was really good. 
Um, I feel like we could easily do a second episode of Witches because what? There's my list of just various options. Halloween Town. Oh, Witches of, yep. so good. Witches of Eastwick. That was the one with Cher. Or oh, yeah. Just Eastwick. Just Eastwick. Witches of East End. Which mm-hmm. uh, Darren Chris makes his first yes, TV debut. <laughs> yes. I can't That's, wait to see him in I the new I mainly movie. watched that show because A, the Asian lady loved her. And then B, I was like, Darren Chris is in the show. I'm done. In, 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 in. Mm-hmm. There's fucking Merlin, which had some of the Merlin! best witches, even if a couple oh. of them got long in the tooth near the end. Oh. Fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm-hmm. had one of the greatest witches ever, fucking Tara. Yes, Willow's great, oh, yeah. but fucking Tara? Tara was one of the greatest witches. All right, guys. <laughs> okay. Oh, thanks, thanks for, for watching. Has- watching. Uh, watching. Oh, God. This is my YouTube channel. <laughs> guys, subscribe below, okay? I got links if you want to see my haul video. Which reminds me. If you guys want to... If you have any comments... Or any suggestions... Please let us know. Our Instagram and Twitter is EatsCast. And then our email is everyoneandthersister at gmail.com. And tell us about your favorite witches. And do you think we were... Do you not like any of our witches? And don't Are you excited for Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Please let us know. Yes. We have feelings. We should do an Instagram poll. Yes, we should. Um, Also, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Music credit goes to artist Plurabel for the song Wallflower and Jazzhar for the song Please Listen Carefully. Yeah, 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 You know what's up. I'm not telling anyone. <laughs> you gotta read it to find out. Spoiler. I had to cover my eyes so I wouldn't get spoiled.